the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Final hour of the show is upon us. I'm Randy Corcoran, your pumped-up purveyor of principled, passionate patriotism, unafraid to take on the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine, eye-to-eye, word-to-word, face-to-face, podcast, to TV camera, I don't care. Just bring it on. 303-696-1971 is the number. 303-696-1971. And uh, I don't understand a couple of these texts. Somebody thinks I care that the Raiders are down by four. And I can assure you that I do not. And uh, Stephen Littleton, retired law enforcement. I will not read your comments on the air, but I understand and appreciate it and thank you by the way as well let's see anything else oh george and westminster thank you that's that's very very nice okay let's get back to business here uh donald trump in his interview let's check the numbers now his interview with tucker is now over 260 million 100,000 views it just keeps rolling. It just keeps rolling up. And the infamous mugshot, which Joe Biden had something to say about. Have you seen Donald Trump's mugshot yet? Mr. President, are you worried at all about that? I, I did see it on television. What do you think? Handsome guy. Wonderful guy. Yeah, good-looking guy. Handsome guy. And here was the. And you could hear it later. Let's play it one more time. Have you seen Donald Trump's mugshot yet? Mr. President, are you worried at all about that? I I, I did see it on television. What would you think? Handsome guy. Everybody in the background just jeering Biden as he walks out of his Pilates class on vacation. Yeah, no, nobody cares what he's saying about the UAW. and and Well, you know what? Let me tell you what he said, just because it's so ridiculously power-controlling stupid. He's talking about displaced jobs and that the people, the union people whose jobs were displaced, and I'm not sure the context of it, should be guaranteed replacement jobs at the same salary. So it's just they dictate who, you know, market forces don't come into play, national catastrophes, fluctuations in interest in a product or a service, none of that. It's we should just control that if somebody loses a job because of a change in priority, like uh, auto manufacturing or gas and oil gets replaced with wind and, and solar, that they should just be automatically moved into a similar paying job. Now, they may have no skill at all that matches what they're being asked to do, but that's just how idiotic that top-down control of economies and jobs and human beings is. 
And then it's just fun to hear Biden being booed because, well, why not? We need to uh, also remember that back in 2018, after Donald Trump had won an election, that the Democrats guaranteed us was stolen by the Russians. They warned us about the vulnerability of voting machines. The HBO documentary Kill Chain came out in 2015 before the 2016 election, exposing the vulnerability. That video is actually in evidence in one of the defamation court cases. But here's what good old cackling Kamala had to say back in 2018 of systems to audit, but also what they can do around um, best practices and, and best machinery. Um, we are talking with them about the fact that it is probably best that you do not have your election system connected to the Internet. Huh. Because that will create greater vulnerabilities. And then look Who at knew? where we are now Who in knew? this year of our Lord 2018. We're talking about paper ballots, but that actually might be one of the smartest systems. Going back to, you know, a day when we could we could have something tangible that we can hold on to because Russia cannot hack a piece of paper like they can a computer system connected to the Internet. Oh, Kamala, perish the thought that you actually had one good idea. But, of course, back then it was all tied into Russia hacked our elections through the voting machines. Russia influenced our elections. That's the only reason Donald Trump got elected Unbelievable. Now, when, are her, when is her trial for claiming that an election was stolen? The first, remember, we've got 24 minutes of Democrats denying elections. We heard segments, segments one through four two weeks ago, uh, five through eight last week. Kamala featured prominently in conversation about the 2020 election. And uh, some of these newer ones now are just going further back in time. Let's see where we left off. Al Gore uh, made it possible for George Bush to be the only appointed president in the history of these United States. Democrats have won the past three presidential elections. In 2000, unions turned out 25 percent of the vote. And Al Gore won. But the Supreme Court tampered? That's a large charge. The Supreme Court stopped the counting of the votes, and if they'd let the count go on, Al Gore would have got the necessary votes. The Supreme Court selected George W. Bush as the president. He was not elected. There is overwhelming evidence that George W. Bush did not win this election. What I observed uh, as a voter, as a citizen of Illinois, uh, four years ago were troubling evidence of the fact that not every vote was being counted. Arrest Obama. George W. Bush won the election uh, in 2000 against Al Gore because I, th I think he probably lost Florida and also that nationwide. It's too late to address Jimmy Carter. I mean, he the, the man is in hospice. <laughs> Amazing. 99, I think. 99 years old. But anyway, there is segment number 10 of 24 minutes of Democrats denying elections. You'll have to go back to the last two weeks of shows to get the first uh, nine minutes of those. But it just goes on and on and on. Donald Trump, in his Tucker interview that's now over 260 million views, and oh my Lord, the mugshot, the mugshot that Biden said, well, he looks handsome. This uh, very determined-looking Donald Trump he retweeted it on X, 
I guess it's called reposting now since it's no longer called Twitter, but I, I don't think I'll ever stop calling it retweeting. But he posted it, Mugshot, August 24, 2023, election interference, never surrendered, DonaldJTrump.com. I'll bet donations are off the chart. And I'm certain that sales, I'm buying one of each, of T-shirt, sweatshirt, hat, cup, um, shot glass, I don't care, beer glass, beer mug. With the Trump mugshot, yeah, I that is a that is something that I can absolutely support. But part of the Trump talk, Tucker interview, Tucker asked Trump about Aza and a um, little bit about Chris Christie as well. I'll see if I can find that one. When you, when you say there are people on stage who shouldn't be running for president, who do you mean? Well, I don't want to really use names, but it wouldn't matter too much. A guy like, uh, I call him Ada Hutchinson. It's Asa, but I call him Ada. Uh, Why do you I call him Ada? Know, I, you know, I could tell you, but I don't want to get myself in a little trouble. <laughs> but he's weak and pathetic, and he was, uh, I never understood the guy. I never knew him. He was the governor of Arkansas. I did not a very popular guy. I don't know how he, but that state is such a great state. The people are so incredible. Yes in that state and they love me and I love them how does this guy get elected governor of Arkansas but he's nasty always and uh, has been uh, a guy like Chris Christie a guy left with a 8% think of it 8% approval rating in New Jersey now he's running for president and he runs solely on the basis oh let's get Trump let's get like a savage uh, uh, maniac he's like a lunatic and that's all he talks about. His poll numbers are very, very low. He's about 2%. What's he like? You know him well. No, I've, had, I've been friendly with him over the years, but I couldn't give him a, a job because I just never trusted him very much. Uh, I was just never one of his people that really trusted him. I never gave him the job. And that's one of the reasons he feels so hurt and so betrayed. And I understand that. I really do. I understand it. But I never gave him. You know, he wanted to be different things. He was looking at different uh, elements of the administration and we decided uh, i decided just i didn't want to i didn't want to do it and now i'm glad i did because you see in this next clip trump talks about one of the criticisms of you know trump you had it you had a you had the house and the senate for two years you know blame paul ryan of course for stifling the trump agenda during those two very precious years early in the presidency. And then you appointed so many of these people that have turned on you, that you have turned on. And so how do we trust you to put better people in place to actually drain the swamp? We had some some great people. I had great people. We'll have even better people if we do this, because now I know Washington before I didn't know Washington. But guys like Bill Barr were terrible. I mean, they were, I would say, bushies. Uh, I say that with respect to the Bush family, but they were Bushies, and uh, just it doesn't work out for us. We it was clear, and this is kind of far afield, but it was just interesting. I read Barr's account of his time. He wrote a book about it, right? Uh, his autobiography, and in it, he lies about Jeffrey Epstein's death. Clearly, lies. Uh, do you, Do you think Epstein killed himself sincerely? I don't know. I, I will say that you know he was a fixture in Palm Beach. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what Barr said about it either. I have no idea what he said. What did he say? He killed himself, probably? He said he killed himself and that they were going to do this investigation. They never did the investigation. It's never been public. And they hid it. And, like, why are they doing that? And clearly Barr knew. But why would Bill Barr be covering up the death of Jeffrey Epstein? Uh, Bill Barr didn't do an investigation on the election fraud either, okay? He said he did, and he pretended he did, but he didn't. 
McSwain, the U.S. attorney in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, uh, said Barr, Barr just wouldn't let him do it. It was crazy. Barr became so petrified, so frightened of being impeached. We're going to impeach him. I don't know if you remember it. Yeah. It's not a big moment in history. But they said, we're going to impeach. You know, they play a much rougher game than the left, the lunatics. And they were going to impeach Bill Barr. And he was petrified. Now, how do you not get impeached? Don't do any of this stuff. But he didn't do the job there. Boy, that's for sure. And now, have you listened to Barr? He's another one, along with Chris Christie. Well, if Trump's the nominee, I don't know if I'm gonna who I'm going to vote for. Look at the world that we're living in, the country that we're living in, the wars that are springing up all over, the money that we're flooding into Ukraine and elsewhere, unaccounted for. But at least we have $700 for the fire victims in Hawaii. And these guys are saying that if Trump is the nominee, I'm just not sure if I can vote for them. It's just so bad. We never talk about Article 4, Section 4 of the Republican uh, of the U.S. Constitution, which talks about a Republican form of government. The United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government, check, and shall protect each of them against invasion and on application of the legislature or of the executive when the legislature cannot be convened against domestic violence. We are under invasion. And Bill Barr says, well, I'm not sure who I'd vote for if Trump was the nominee. So incredibly terrifying that we have Republicans that stubborn, that dumb, that blind, that think we're just in the middle of normal politics now. Donald Trump has a record of tremendous success during the four years he was president and was being opposed by even his own people. The Democrats get away with this kind of junk all the time, while J6ers who walked between the ropes, who did not injure police officers, rot in closet cells. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. There needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. You've got to be ready to throw a punch. You have to be ready to throw a punch. Donald Trump, I think you need to go back and, and punch him in the face. That I thought he should have punched him in the face. I feel like punching him. I'd like to take him behind the gym if I were in high school. If we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. No, I wish we were in high school, I could take him behind the gym. I will go and take Trump out tonight. Take them out now. Okay. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. Please. Get up in the face of some Congress people. People will do what they do. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. We're going to go in there, we're going to... This is just a warning to you Trumpers. Be careful. Walk lightly. And for those of you who are soldiers, make them pay. 
If you had to be stuck in an elevator with either President Trump, Mike Pence, or Jeff Sessions, who would it be? Does one of us have to come out alive? <laughs> Simply unbelievable. But if you are a parent who shows up at a school board meeting, the FBI will list you as a potential domestic terrorist. If you are pro-life and you show up at an abortion clinic, the FBI will raid you and drag you in front of your children and your wife out into the street. But the Democrats get away with this garbage all the time. That language from Chuck Schumer inspired people to show up on the front lawns in violation of federal law, never prosecuted, show up on the front lawns of U.S. Supreme Court justices. And Chris Christie and Bill Barr aren't sure who they'll vote for if Trump is the nominee. These people are cowards. It's not principle. This is life and death. And we saw how Trump performed as president. Energy prices, gas prices, no new wars, Abraham Accords, walking across the DMZ in North Korea, meeting with Xi, with Xi and with Putin, stopping the completion of the Russian pipeline, which Germany, which of course got finished under Biden, and now Germany's paying the price for that. The the checkboxes are infinite. They go on and on and on, as I have been. So let's get to the phones. 303-696-1971. Linda in Brighton. Good evening. Hi. How are you? You know, I'm hanging together. I uh, It was really hard going to this meeting. I, I was excited. I enjoyed the debate. I, I love many of the people there. I'm learning a bunch. I get to influence some things that happen in a good way for grassroots America first people, I think. Uh, but man, oh, man, you know, when you're with 168 people and they all want to give you their condolences in a different way or tell you their their own tragedy, um, you love it. And it's just really you love that they care and they want to help and that they have stories of their own that you can listen to and, and share with them. But but it's hard. It's just hard. You just can never get it out from in front of your face, you know? Yes, and I'm going to tell you about one thing about these uh, Democrats. They have been spoon-feeding us BS for so long and telling us, open wide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know. But anyway, that's how I feel. I just wanted to tell you, I love you and Blake and Persa with you. And, um, <clears throat> you hang in there and think good thoughts and know you're loved and you know. All things are possible. All things. Don't ever give up. And keep thinking positive, okay? I am definitely doing the best. And thank you very much, Linda. God bless you as well. Much appreciated. Good night. Good night. I, uh, you know, I am a naturally positive person. I am a naturally optimistic person. I made up the slogan with my dad when I was seven years old. Our family was in a period of, of trouble and turmoil. Rain or shine, we'll be fine. And we used that throughout the years. On his deathbed, as they were rolling him from the emergency room up to the private room to start the morphine drip, because he didn't want any more. He didn't want any more treatment. or So the goal was to keep him comfortable. A big smile on his face, and we're talking. 
guess it could have been the morphine, but no, no kidding aside. It was and rain or shine will be fine. And there are still things that can happen in life that can just suck that aspect of your personality, your demeanor, your approach to life right out of you. And I'm fighting through one of those right now. And I will win. I will come out on the other side. I will not be one of these people who've told me that it never gets any better. I just refuse to accept that. I will not let it be so. But it was hard to be around so many sympathetic people because, you know, it just kept coming back to that. And plenty of distractions and all well-intentioned, and I loved and appreciated it. But if if you've gone through anything similar, you know exactly what I mean. Anyway, we're going to get to more calls when we come back at 725, late on the break as usual. Phones have been on fire, and you guys have been so great tonight. Thank you for that. Stay with us on 710-KNUS. Engelbert. Yeah, Humperdink. I know. I'm, I'm pulling them out of way out of the way back brain pan, but uh, that's that's where my heart is these days. So welcome back. 731. We've got a half an hour to go. We'll jump back to the phones here in just a second. I was just thinking, I've been ranting a bit about Bill Barr and Chris Christie saying, I don't know who I'll vote for if Trump's the nominee. And, you know, this is the 50th anniversary. This week was the 50th anniversary of Stockholm Syndrome. And that's what these guys got. You know Stockholm Syndrome, uh, when there was a bank robbery in Sweden and uh, the captors uh, became affectionate, protecting their, not the captors, the 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 hostages became protective of their captors. And the phrase is also used to describe when uh, someone who's been sex trafficked falls in love with their captor, with their pimp, defends them, uh, sees them as their, you know, their their daddy or their boyfriend or or whatever. And it just seems like that's what these guys have, like the the Democrats as evil as their policies have been and the horrible shape that the country is in, we have people that if it's Trump, no, no, I'll just, I, I just, I, you know, these other people on the other side, they're a little more sane, a little more reasonable or something. I, I don't understand it. Maybe that's a not an apt comparison, but so disgusting. Text messages, then we'll get to Susan on the phones. Randy, great show as always. Is there a place that we listen to these sound clips that you've been playing? I would especially like to know what to where to find them so I can play them for other people. Yeah, I mean, we make them, uh, and we get them from interviews. You know, the Tucker Trump clips are from the Tucker interview that's on Twitter, and we just carve out bits and pieces and go to websites. Some of them are from YouTube. So there's not a, a clearinghouse where you could just play the individual clips. But, you know, if you can record on your computer and you hear something on the show, just go get the podcast. And you can record the clip out of by clipping it out of our podcast, just like we pull clips out of other people's podcasts or off of Twitter recordings or YouTube recordings or websites or whatever. Um, I wish there was a place you could just go and click on them. That would be cool. And then this... This is so sweet from Alexa. We were talking about the Trump mugshot, which, let's check and see, is now up to... Man, it's gaining on the Tucker-Trump interview. It's up to 243, over 243,200,000 views of the Trump mugshot. And Alexa writes, I imagine the beautiful Tana 
would have ordered a Trump mugshot T-shirt and have worn it proudly. She was an incredible force, thinking of you, your kids, and grandkids. Sending love and love right back at you, Alexa. I imagine that we'll all get to see Alexa, and you'll get to see, we'll get to see each other if you come to the Cigar Night with Dennis Prager this Wednesday. I've decided to go, trying to get out of my homebody shell and also support our station and my colleagues here on the air, and to hear how Dennis Prager deals with his stance and the criticism of his stance on pornography, and that if you think it, it's not a sin. It's it's the doing that turns into a sin. Distinction, I think, between the way Christianity looks at thought and and Judaism looks at thought versus action. Uh, but I am not qualified to explain it. Dennis Prager absolutely is. So I hope you'll come. We really want to sell that thing out. I mean, just have wall-to-wall 710 love. It's always been fun. We sit around tables, we talk, we get into politics, we listen to the hosts. Uh, you get a drink and a and a high-end cigar and a great food as part of your ticket. It's a VIP night for everybody, and I hope you'll come. And, um, man, the calls and the texts have been so on fire tonight, and I hope that you continue that enthusiasm tomorrow night with Backbone Radio with Dr. Dunn because – once again, my show, his show, are really your opportunities to get the other side of the story, to get the pushback and get away from the sort of the – I don't mean to say this in a negative way, but the 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 same old, same old of the main street, mainstream view on J6, on COVID. By the way, they're – you know, we're getting warned now. The new COVID strain, which I've heard is like having a bad cold, but I, I, I don't know that for sure, but – uh, it's it's resistant. It's more resistant to natural immunity. That's what they're saying now. As certain colleges, certain cities, certain businesses start thinking about rolling out mask mandates, and apparently new contracts have been signed between the U.S. government and vaccine manufacturers, do not buy into it this time. Do your own research. Talk to people. Be willing to think about the alternatives to jabbing mRNA so-called vaccines into you or your children again. Damn, I've heard so many people who've gotten are having heart issues or stroke issues or pain issues, and some have recovered. One woman lost her hearing for three months after a booster. Came back, thank God, but oh my Lord. We're, you know, are we heading into lockdowns? It's a presidential election year. Would it surprise you if that's part of the plan? Not me. All right, Susan, patiently waiting from Denver. Sorry for my ranting. Susan, welcome. Oh, you that's okay, Randy. Hey, I had the Peter Boreal's coat. That's who I am. You had the what? Oh, the lady who brought the coat that yeah, I gave to Peter yeah, Longer. Yes. Um, hey, do women go to um, Prager's? Absolutely. In fact, we've got some cigar smoking women there's a i know i had clients women clients <laughs> who smoked, but i don't think i want to go there yet no but um the vague ramasami yes he took ninety thousand dollars from sororas did you know that 
I I know that he took a scholarship to go to law school, and uh, and I don't think he was political at that time. It was a law okay. school, and I, so I don't think you know that the Soros family has any influence over him. But I am aware that he took uh, that he that there yeah, was a scholarship that he used because the crap out of me when I heard that. Yeah, well, he was a poor man. I mean, he's a self-made billionaire now, but that was after law school, not before. Yeah. But in his name, Ramaswamy, it has swamp in it, Obama, um, let's see, Obama, Baraka, Obama Nation. What are, what are we talking about you, now? Okay. You take Trump's name, you take Obama's name, yeah, Obama Nation. And then you take Ramasamy's name. I'm not saying names have anything to do, but it just scares me. Red flags are flying off on me on hmm. that. Well, I, what would be a now? Ramaswamy is an Indian name. Um, his parents immigrated here, and to have the American dream, they achieved it. They educated their son, who became a multi-billionaire. Um, why would that bother you? And, and how does Trump's name factor into your concerns about names? Well, the Trump, Trump in the Bible, you know. Ah, okay. There's a lot of, there's a lot, a lot of books I've read about um, the prophecy of Trump coming in and all that. You talking about trumpets? And, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I don't want to go into all that, but I'm, I'm kind of like that. I see. But. I'm just kind of like that. But the minute someone was telling me about the vague, I don't know, red flags went off on me. I just have a really sensitive spirit. Sure. Well, if you I ever, if you, if you can direct me to a specific scripture sometime that, that ties into Trump, I'd be very interested to hear that. And I can you just. Know what, Randy, I, I, I am going to bring you two books. Of that I just published. I want you to give one to Prager and you keep one. And I may go to the the um, cigar smoking thing, but I think it would really feel uncomfortable. Well, you don't have to smoke. I know, but I just think I would feel really uncomfortable. Because people <laughs> are smoking? No, no. I. <laughs> okay. Well, I, you know, I would I'm, love... I always love to get no, books. I know, but I um, the book I have, you can look it online, figure out fake news with the F and N words. It has five ratings, and it's doing good. Well, I'd, so, love, I'd love to see it, so I hope you bring it to me, and I thank you very much, Susan. We're up against another break. I got, okay, bye, got bye, started bye, bye, late. Bye. Take care. All right. Um Something I wanted to tell you. Oh, yes, I got a text back from, if you were with us earlier, um, Joe from Arvada was asking about Garland Favorito and all the um, interesting election litigation and changes that are going on in Georgia. And some of the information that's out that will tell you everything you need to know about Brad Raffsenberg. Oh, he's, but he's a Republican. So what? Uh, but Garland wrote back and said it. He thinks he can do the show next week. So uh, very fascinating. If you weren't with us then, one of the things I pointed out going on in Georgia, trial judge had dismissed uh, a Trump 
um, supporter lawsuit trying to unseal a bunch of absentee ballots. And a an appeals court in May of 2023, just a couple, two or three months ago now, has brought that case back to life. One of the many things that uh, that we can get Garland to talk to us about. And uh, I'm sure he'll talk to us about, a, there's an election report out uh, from a guy named Halderman that I read months and months ago. Uh, but Garland is a true expert on this stuff and rock solid, not a Republican. Don't know what he thinks about Trump. Don't care. I'm on these calls uh, every week where I'm getting more information. It's like drinking from a fire hose for me. And the RNC is involved in these calls as well because they talk about all the 60, 70, 80 lawsuits that are going on right now. One of these days I should print out the list and go through it with you. But eh, it kind of seems like boring radio. But anyway, it's 742. Man, the final segment of the show is around the corner. Our phone number, 303-696-1971. I've got some more election denier Democrats denying elections. Two more clips we got to squeeze in before the end of the show. More Trump Tucker interview. If you're interested, stay right there. You're listening to 710K in US. Final segment of the show, 748. Man, we've only got about 10 minutes to go. So, uh, but you can you can get more with uh, Matt Dunn, Backbone Radio, tomorrow, 4 to 7 p.m. And uh, it's always such a great show. So I hope you'll tune in and do join us at the Cigar Night on Wednesday with Dennis Prager. And we'll hear, try and get an understanding of this position he takes on pornography and sin. And uh, and also just get to say hello. And it's so nice to see people's faces and talk to them in person. One of the real treats that I had this week, uh, besides attending the first presidential debate, getting through our RNC uh, summer training, which was uh, good in many, many ways, connecting with some really good people. I'd say there's 30% or more of us, you know, America first, MAGA uh, type folks who believe in the Constitution and, and strength and sovereignty and all of those things on the RNC now. And those numbers are growing. It is getting to be a more conservative RNC. And next week, I'll tell you about a resolution I co-sponsored, and an election integrity resolution that I think you'll love. I was going to read it earlier, but I forgot to pull it up. But one of the best moments that I had, and I you know, got to be around DeSantis and be around Vivek and um, some great food and just some great fun, but we had lunch with Mark Robinson. Do you remember who Mark Robinson is? My name is Mark Robinson. I live at 4015 Sassafras Court. That's right here in Greensboro. lived in Greensboro all my life. Uh, I didn't have time to write a fancy speech. I didn't have time to, you know, I didn't have the, the resource of an English teacher to sit down and write a speech with at school today and be, you know, bought over here or practice or anything. What I really came down here for was this. Uh, I've heard a whole lot of people in here talking tonight about this group and that group and domestic violence and blacks, these minorities and that minority. What I want to know is, when are you all going to start standing up for the majority? And here's who the majority is. I'm the majority. I'm a law-abiding citizen who's never shot anybody, never committed a serious crime, never committed a felony. I've never done anything like that. But it seems like every time we have one of these shootings, Nobody wants to blame, put the blame where it goes, which is at the shooter's feet. 
You want to put it at my feet. You want to turn around and restrict my right, constitutional right that's spelled out in black and white. You want to restrict my right to buy a firearm and protect myself from some of the very people you're talking about in here tonight. It's ridiculous. I don't think Rod Serling could come up with a better script. It does not make any sense. The law-abiding citizens of this community and many communities around this country, we're the first ones taxed and the last ones considered and the first ones punished when things like this happens. Because our rights are... And I, I don't remember where that shooting, what, what shooting that this came out after this was back in 2018 robinson speaking to the greensboro city council and he's just warming up we're running out of time so i don't want to play the whole thing but i had lunch with him and he was a, a keynote speaker at a lunch and he's he's this massive massive man but he was a factory worker when he made this speech and he turned that into a lieutenant governorship of the state of North Carolina, and he is now the front runner for the Republican nomination to be governor. And the governor of that state is a Democrat. And I asked him, I said, man, what's that like to what's it like working with the Democrat? He's got virtually a supermajority in the state legislature of Republicans. But this Democrat governor this legislature in North Carolina vetoed some 60 or overrode, was it 60 or 16? Anyway, it was a massive number of uh, vetoes by, by this Democrat governor. And so Mark said, the guy, you know, guy doesn't even really look at me. He is very likely, this former factory worker who utilized this incredible power he has of speech and the presence that he has, to become lieutenant governor and then to now be the front runner for the Republican nomination in what seems to be a Republican trending, leaning, majority Republican legislature state. So he's likely to be the next governor, and that's why they brought him in for the speech. But he got to talking about there was some report list released and one of the complaints about why the red lay the red wave failed, and we hear it around here all the time is bad abortion messaging bad abortion messaging and he threw away the the he dispensed with the whole premise he said we should not be messaging about abortion we should be messaging about life that we're defending life and that life starts in the womb science you know, trust the experts. Science has proven that from the moment of conception, you have all of the makings of a unique individual. Instead of defending, standing up and caring about that, Republicans need to be constantly pointing out the ridiculous extremism of the Democrats with abortion up to birth and be willing to describe what these abortions are, these late-term abortions where they'll insert scissors into the back of the neck before the head comes out of the womb, sever the spine, partial birth abortions, chemical abortions that burn on babies that can feel pain. And we should also be coming up with more and better ideas to help 
some of these mothers who, you know, were pregnant not by choice, by rape, by incest or whatever, to have good alternatives, good homes, good support systems, good options, and no criticism. No criticism. Because these are horrible positions for these women to be in. But he said, stop talking about abortion and talk about life. And it was glorious. I do believe he will be the next governor of North Carolina. And he's having a blast. Governor does not talk to him. When they had a State of the Union or something, the governor was at the podium. Um, Mark Robinson was sitting behind him, as they do, as you see, you know, at State of the Union addresses and that sort of thing. The Democrat governor never acknowledged that Mark Robinson was the first black lieutenant governor in the history of North Carolina. Never acknowledged it. Democrats are liars. Democrats are hypocrites. Democrats use whatever is politically expedient at the time. And Mark Robinson was just dynamic. So fascinating. So fun to be there and be around him. <clears throat> Last couple of thoughts about the debate. Tim Scott, man, I just don't think he moved the needle one little bit. He's he's too nice. He's too affable is the word that I wrote down um, the night after the debate. And I was just trying to think of things that were important. I I think he's a good man. I think he's way too moderate for me. Maybe a vice president. I don't know. But um, but he just didn't give that feeling of strength. Oh, and I never, I was going to, I had promised to answer about Larry Elder. So real quick, Larry Elder had 40,000 unique donors. He had, um, he'd submitted three polls that showed that he had the necessary 1% or more of the vote. But one of the polls was a Rasmussen poll, and Rasmussen is doing polling for the Trump campaign. So the debate committee, which I was not on, was not privy to the late-night discussions, uh, said it was unfair to utilize a, a, cam a um, polling company that was – that does work for one of the candidates. And I, I don't understand that, really. I was against it. I think Larry Elder should have been on the stage. I don't think that was a good use of the rules. Larry said that he submitted a fourth poll. It was after the deadline, but it was not affiliated with Trump in any way. And they wouldn't take it because it was after the deadline. Um, but Larry will have an opportunity to be on the next debate stage in September, late September at the Reagan Library. If he gets to the next threshold, which is 3% popular vote, and I forget ex how many unique donors he's got to get up to. Anyway, man, oh, man, what a show. Thank you guys for everything and for your support and your love and the tremendous calls. Don't forget Cigar Night Wednesday with Dennis Prager. Don't forget Backbone Radio tomorrow night, 4 to 7, with Matt Dunn. To my dreamy girl in heaven, I love you, Tana. Love you so very much and miss you more than you could ever know. But for the rest of us here on Earth and down below, the best advice ever. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f*** he wants. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.